It's Jeannie, the Pistol Packing Mountain Mama Health Nut. Welcome back to Throw Out the Trash. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, you ever wonder whether you should buy organic produce and other organic products instead of non-organic? Because organic is associated with being more healthy, right? Well, today in my All Things Health segment, I want to dive into organic and non-organic and see if they really are different and if one really is more healthy for you over the other one. And then keep listening to my second segment, and I call this Mountain Adventures, where I share a true story about two little animals, no bigger than a shoe, who live in the wild on our ranch in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. But first, let's talk about organic versus non-organic. Over the last several years, I've noticed more and more organic products and produce in grocery stores. It's like there's 50% organic on the shelves now and 50% non-organic. And I look at the organic and notice two things. I notice that the cost for organic is about double compared to the non-organic. And then I also notice, at least in the produce section, that the fruits and vegetables, they don't look as good as a non-organic. And why is that? Is non-organic plastered with chemicals to make it look better? Organic has been a hot topic the last several years, and I, and I often wonder, should I be buying it? So I thought today I would talk about it. So first, let's define the two words, organic and non-organic. A simple definition in the Britannica.com says, Fresh or processed food produced by organic farming methods. Organic food is grown without the use of synthetic chemicals such as human-made pesticides and fertilizers and does not contain genetically modified organisms, or GMOs. It also doesn't contain hormones or antibiotics. And this is also the definition put out by the USDA. In fact, the USDA says foods labeled organic if it's certified to have been grown on soil that had no prohibited substances like ones I just mentioned for three years, meaning the ground had to be clean for three years, then the product or produce is considered organic. And non-organic is defined as foods that are grown with conventional farming methods, which can include the use of pesticides and fertilizers, and it may or may not contain GMOs, hormones, or antibiotics. Did you know that you can actually find several types of organic labels at the grocery store? So there's 100% organic, and this label is found on most produce, and then there's the word organic, and this says the product has at least 95% organic ingredients. And then you'll see made with organic, and these products have at least 70% organic ingredients. But the label must say which ingredients are organic, like strawberries, for example. And lastly, you'll see organic ingredients. This label means the product has less than 70% organic ingredients, but... These are just listed on the regular label and not on a separate label. Now the definition of organic makes it sound like right away that you should definitely choose organic no matter what. But I'm not convinced just yet, so let's look at organic even closer. First, the pros of eating organic. In an article by Healthline and it was titled, What is Organic Food and Is It Better Than Non-Organic Food?, and in the article it says that organically grown crops use natural fertilizers like manure. And the animals are not given antibiotics or hormones. 
and the organic farming itself improves soil quality, which protects the groundwater. And lastly, the farming practices reduce pollution, which is better for the environment. And because of all of this, the foods may contain more nutrients. Nutrients like higher levels of antioxidants and certain micronutrients like vitamin C, zinc, and iron. Now this is based on a single study done in 2003. And why would they have more nutrients? Because, according to the article, they say, and I'm quoting this, Organic plants do not rely on chemical pesticide sprays to protect themselves. Instead, they produce more of their own protective compounds, namely antioxidants. And the crops have shown to have lower levels of nitrates, which are cancer-causing compounds. Now, how would the chemicals get into the, let's say, fruit, for example? The fruit is sometimes sprayed with pesticides and herbicides to control the plant's exposure to pests, disease carriers, and unwanted weeds. And I actually like that part. I don't really want to have a disease on the fruit that I'm going to eat. So the chemicals can penetrate the skin of the fruit or vegetable. I learned about a list called the Dirty Dozen in an article by Very Well Health, and it was titled, Nutrition Experts Question Validity of the Dirty Dozen List. When I first started reading this, I thought, Dirty Dozen? Was it put together by Clint Eastwood? You know, the Dirty Harry movies? Okay, no, I'm just kidding, of course. But where did this list come from, and what is it? Well, it's put together by the Environmental Working Group, or EWG. And this group claims to be a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization that works to protect human health and the environment. And every year they release a list of what they think is the top 12 produce selections that have the most pesticide. For instance, in 2023, strawberries were at the very top of the list, followed by spinach, kale, and then peaches. And so they're not considered biased. They put out another list, and they call this the Clean 15, which, as the name implies, is the produce with the least contaminants. At the top of this list was avocados, sweet corn, pineapple, and onions. So if you compare the two lists, the produce on the dirty list has thinner skins compared to the produce on the clean list. So in reality, anyone can figure that out on their own when they're shopping. But they make a good argument. There are studies that say organic is better, but are there studies that say it's not? I did find an article written by Dana Angela White, and these are the initials after her name. It was M-S-R-D-A-T-C, so I know she's a registered dietitian. And this was on foodnetwork.com. It was titled, Organic versus Non-Organic Doesn't Make a Difference. And in this article, she says that even though the farming practices are different, there isn't much solid evidence to support that organic produce is any more nutritious than conventionally grown produce. She says that an organic apple has the same nutrients as a non-organic one, and that makes sense to me because an apple is an apple, as far as nutrients go. According to Health, which had an article titled, Is Non-Organic Food Bad for You?, they answer the question, Is it okay to eat inorganic or non-organic produce? And they say yes as well. Now, the article does give both sides of the argument, but they do say that organic products do have downsides, like organic costs more, but that's because they say it costs the farmer more to grow organic. However, I will add to this that conventional farming is expensive too. Those that add nitrogen or fertilizer pay through the nose for it. 
but then they get paid little for the produce when they sell it, which seems backwards to me. Another downside is that organic produce doesn't last as long on the shelf, and there's one reason is that no waxes or coatings are added to help protect the produce while it's in transit. And then lastly, oftentimes products that say organic also have other ingredients added to them like sugar or fat. Now going back to the article in Very Well Health, They feel that EWG's lists and reports are alarming and should be taken with a grain of salt. Carl Winter, a toxologist, investigated the pesticide levels listed on the Dirty Dozen list, and he concluded that if a person truly ate the 12 dirty foods on a regular basis, the exposure to most of the pesticides would be less than 0.01% of the chronic exposure that the EPA says is harmful which means it's, there's a minimal risk to consumers. And Mr. Winters went on to say that EWG's methodology lacks scientific credibility. Okay, so is there a way to remove the chemicals so you don't have to pay twice as much money for organic? Well, there sure is. Consumer Reports did several studies, and they discovered a cheap, inexpensive way to remove chemicals. And the article is titled, An Easy Way to Remove Pesticides. And I love this, actually. They did an experiment on apples. And here's something that I didn't know. They say the apples you buy in the grocery stores have already been washed, usually using a bleach solution and rinsed before they're sold. And this is to remove dirt and kill any harmful microbes that may be on the fruit. Then they also say, but it's not intended, though, to wash away the pesticides. So you need to wash them at home again by soaking them in what they say is baking soda and water. Yep. Good old baking soda. But you do need to soak them for about 12 to 15 minutes to get all of the pesticides off. And that's not too hard. It just takes a little bit of time. So here's my takeaway and my opinion. It's important to incorporate fruits and vegetables into your diet every day, whether you eat organic or non-organic. But if you're like most people, like myself, you struggle to get them into your diet. This is where Vitalite comes in. And Vitalite from 3 International is a vitamin-mineral supplement that comes from whole foods, and it's free of GMOs and chemicals. It's an easy way to get the nutrients into your body that it needs and craves. And not only do they have the vitamins and minerals you need, Vitalite also has your daily servings of fruits and vegetables. And you can check Vitalite out on my website, genieolson.iii.earth, and you can find this in the show notes. It's an easier and less expensive way to get your nutrients. And besides being harder to get the nutrients into your daily diet, organic costs a lot more and can be expensive. Especially if you're like most of us and you buy the fresh produce and then throw it away because you didn't eat it. I'm so guilty. In a way, I feel like someone is making a buttload of money from promoting organic. The word organic is on tons of produce and products, and just the very word organic is used to get you to buy the product. Because make no mistake about it, companies know that most consumers won't take the time to read the full label, and if they see the word organic, they immediately think it's healthy. And keep in mind that not all farming practices are the same. Yes, organic farmers have to follow strict guidelines, but some conventional farmers use less chemicals than others, and some don't use any. Now, if you can afford it, and you know you'll eat all the produce, then buy organic. But if you can't afford it or you just don't want to fork out the extra bucks, then use the baking soda and water cleanse for your produce and and then purchase Vitalite as well. And as far as products labeled organic, I would stay away from them 
especially if it comes in a box or it's highly processed. Okay, I hope you found this episode helpful and insightful. I hope now you can make an informed decision that is best for you and your health. Do me a favor, will you, and please share this episode with someone who you think might benefit from it. And as always, please hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode. And please leave me a review or shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Now, let's transition into my second segment I call Mountain Adventures. How many times have you heard someone say, Well, that little weasel, he just took advantage of me. Ever wonder why a shyster would be called a weasel? After all, they're just cute little animals. Which is true, they are. We have weasels here on our ranch in the Rocky Mountains of East Idaho. We don't see them very often. For one thing, they're not very big. They range from 5 to 12 inches in the head and body length, and the tail adds 2 to 4 more inches. And they usually weigh about 0.7 pounds. Well, that's less than a pound. And they have big round eyes on their little small heads and little short legs. Makes you want to hold one, huh? One reason we don't see them very often is they change colors in the winter, from brown, gray, and black with a white belly to completely white. In fact, their pelts are priced for fineness and pure color and sold for money. They are closely related to ferrets and minks. As far as food, they normally like to eat rats, mice, bulls, and rabbits, birds, and eggs. Okay, I was good with them until I read they like to eat rabbits. Not my cute little rabbits. I've always loved rabbits. Now, weasels like to hunt at night and sleep during the day. They don't store food, so they have to hunt every day. You'd be surprised just how many animals on our ranch are awake all night long, looking for food or even just plain. I set up a trail cam once in my backyard and got a gazillion pictures of a snowshoe hare, and that was pretty fun. But back to the weasel. Females typically have one to two litters a year, and the babies are called kits. Some weasels can live to be 10 years old, but most only live three to five years. They have the ability to make their own burrows, but it's much easier just to take over someone else's. Hmm, maybe that's why they're called shysters. They claim their territory and will patrol the same 20 acres over and over. And the males live apart from the females in different burrows, so they probably get along really good. They'll travel up to 1.2 miles in one night visiting other burrows. Oh, I see. Anyway, there are some legends and superstitions about weasels that I thought was interesting. In the Greek culture, the weasel was thought to be an unhappy bride who had been transformed into a weasel. So having one near the house is considered to be a sign of bad luck, even evil. And in North America, Native Americans considered the weasel to be a bad omen, and that crossing their path would result in a speedy death. Man, I guess I'm glad we don't see them very often. Besides weasels scurrying around our ranch, we have little cottontail bunnies. Here comes Peter Cottontail. Uh-oh, don't worry, I won't sing it. But I've always loved rabbits. I had some as pets when I was a kid. So I love seeing them in the wild, hopping around, gentle as can be. Now our rabbits are wild, so we can't catch them, but they're so fun to watch. They're smaller than a snowshoe hare, and they only weigh one and a half to three pounds, and sadly they only live about 11 months to three years. They're usually brown or gray with a little white tail that actually looks like a cotton ball stuck on their rear ends. They're non-aggressive and physically active. They don't seem to be destructive. We see them around our haystacks sneaking a little hay in the winter, 
but they also will eat grass, herbs, and even bark and twigs. As far as kids, they have three to eight kittens, and they are born blind and hairless. But just after three weeks, they have to learn to survive on their own. Ouch, harsh. They are super fast, though, and they can run up to 18 miles per hour, and they can jump up to 15 feet at a time. Wow. Now, you're probably wondering why I just gave you some facts about weasels and rabbits. Why? Because they are the two stars of my story. A true story that is not for the faint of heart. And by now you probably know who is the villain and who is the damsel in distress. It was a late afternoon on a sunny winter day. Fresh snow had just fallen the night before and it was pristine white. And the sky was a deep, deep blue. So beautiful it's hard to describe. Fortunately, I was able to take a picture of it that day. You can view and purchase this photo and other stunning photos I've taken here in the Rocky Mountains on my website, genieolson.smugmug.com, and I'll have that in the show notes. So I was scrolling by the window in the living room, and I glanced outside like I always do. I like to check on the dogs to see if anyone has came into the yard without me noticing. And lately I've been seeing a few cottontail rabbits. I had been seeing a particular one the last several days. It had brown fur like the rest, but it was unusually big and it seemed to have a bigger cotton ball on its butt. <laughs> this made me smile. So I glanced out the window this frosty day and there was the same rabbit. Aw, I just wanted to watch this little bunny for a minute. So I knelt in the recliner that is in front of the window, placed my elbows on the windowsill and just watched, fascinated. This was something nice to take my mind off of my hectic day. I opened the window to see if I could hear anything. It was unusually quiet. All I heard was a lone hoot owl that was in a nearby tree. This little rabbit was just hopping along, stopping every once in a while, until it was in front of my jeep parked in the yard. That's when it happened. I was stunned to see a weasel, a beautiful white weasel. Wow, I thought to myself, I haven't seen one in years. I thought it was odd to see both the rabbit and the weasel at the same time, especially when they both are usually out at night. I didn't think too much more about the coincidence until that little weasel grabbed onto my bunny rabbit. What? I couldn't believe it. I yelled from the window, like it could hear me. Hey, pick on someone your own size. The weasel was clearly outsized. The rabbit weighed about three and a half pounds, and the weasel only maybe one pound. I figured the rabbit could easily get away, but I was further shocked out of my gentle world when the rabbit went limp. That little weasel had killed it. I was shocked. But I thought to myself, well... Good luck getting the rabbit to a safe place so you could eat it. And then the weasel did something amazing, and I just had to watch. He would wrap his long, slender body around the body of the rabbit and move it a foot or so. And then he would unwrap his body, and then he would wrap his body again around the rabbit. It was like a fluid motion, like a ribbon slipping off of a present. He did this over and over for about 30 feet until he got the rabbit over to some sarvisberry bushes, and I couldn't see him anymore. Thank goodness! I had seen enough of that little weasel. I didn't want to see any more. As I got up from the recliner, still in a bit of a shock, I thought to myself, man, that little weasel must have been hungry to risk hunting during the day. Not ten feet away from this crime scene was our dog Kendra, and she was known to eat little varmints with one bite. Well, there's never a dull moment at the Enbaro Ranch. Remember this. When you've done everything you can do, 
That's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. Let God work miracles in your life because He can, and He will. See you next time.